Insights. We're here with David Dirty from Bloomberg. Uh, we just had a presentation from you on sustainability, which interesting enough included uh, waste management and the circular economy. So I, I'm curious as to why Bloomberg has kind of extended its research coverage into these into these areas. Sure. Yeah. Well, when we think about how things are made and how carbon is emitted into the atmosphere, yeah. we really looked at um, things like power and mobility, and we thought. There's also a lot of other contributors yeah. to this. And how we make things and how we consume things is yeah. one of the biggest contributors to yeah. that. So we thought we need to really define and jump into how that works, how we might improve it, how we could change it. Okay. So from manufacturing, taking things out of the ground, bringing it to a production line, how me and you consume plastics, how we use them. Um, and how it ends up in a different function, or how it so could end up in a different function. Then from your existing clients to yeah. kind of pull you in that direction? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. it was twofold. Some were interested in terms of that they were worried about being disrupted. Right. Okay. Uh, others saw it as a massive opportunity. Right. So it really touched on all of our client base. So whether it's an oil company who produces, say, petrochemicals feedstocks, yeah. to a, um, a retailer or a manufacturer who produces consumer-facing goods, yeah. And they saw this more of a, a green marketing campaign. Okay, yeah. um, and we always, uh, our clients were always interested in where they could get value from this new sort of buzzword, so to speak, this yeah. new process. Yeah, yeah. So switching now a little bit, um, I guess, to another source of emissions, carbon emissions, right. um, which clearly aren't so visible, which yeah. may actually be a part, part of the issue. I guess if CO2 was purple, we'd be more yeah. worried about it. Um, yeah. Do you think now that our generation or our generation of leaders can really make a change now uh, that's necessary or is it going to fall on the next generation to solve this issue? Yeah, the question is, is it too late or is it too early for the next gen? I don't think it's ever too late. Right. Um, the investment decisions that people make today and those who are downstairs at the conference today. Yeah. Um, they're going to be felt in seven, ten years' time and even further beyond that. Right. So it's never too late. Um, I guess the, the, the real question is at what stage does that take shape yeah. um, and who does it impact? I mean, the kind of world that would be left to the next generation yeah. um, is going to be interesting. And how do you manage the expectations of the person receiving that or yeah. the millennials or the next generation yeah. beyond millennials? Yeah. I think expectations are set incredibly high. Right. Um, they want something reused, they want yeah. green energy and there's a lot of demands that I think realistically won't be met when it comes to yeah. them sort of running the show. Yeah. But absolutely not, no, I think everybody can make, their, can make their play and I think in fairness to this generation, it has already, it's started. We've seen it in some parts more than others but we're seeing um, solar and wind right. now very economical. Yeah, almost the number one addition on the grid, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. and feasible and encouraged yeah. and, uh, and okay. You've got oil and gas companies being involved in wind and solar as well as manufacturers. Um, it's a normal thing now. And we're seeing that with electric vehicles, for right. example, yeah. as well. It's becoming sort of the next normal thing. Do you Almost think it's normal? Yeah, I kind of think there's still a little bit of scepticism around. Um, you know, people say, you know, we're going to get to 100 million you know, dollar, uh, sorry, barrels, um, and it's, it's going to slowly decline. Um, or do you see like a, a tipping point, as we saw in wind and solar in particular yeah. countries? There's two sides to this. I think from the mobility side, there's a, yeah. a tipping point in when electric becomes the powertrain of choice. Yeah. 
So when the battery cost comes down, that makes it competitive on yeah. like an upfront basis yeah. uh, with an ICE vehicle, an internal combustion engine yeah. vehicle, you will, see it, you will see that tipping point. And we yeah. see that around 2025. I think the important part there is the price parity, not the life ownership yeah, cost. Yeah. I mean, if I'm explaining to my mother yeah. how you buy a car, <laughs> she doesn't care that over 10 years yeah. she'll get her money back. Yeah. She cares about the price today. That's the point. Yeah, exactly. um, but that's clearly going to become... Parable soon Absolutely, enough, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. But the other part of it is this growing demand for mobility in general. Right. Yeah, um, you know, who are we to deny somebody in a developing world mobility? Okay, and do they care about electric or ice at that stage? They're probably right. going to go for four wheels, and they want to move. They don't right. necessarily care what power is that. Okay. So when we see this growing, growing demand profile, yeah, um, there's still a huge role for ice vehicles. Okay. In fact, in 2040, we expect about one third to be electric. So that leaves two thirds for ice okay. vehicles. Okay. We need to clean them up somehow. Yeah. Otherwise, we just keep emitting more and more. Yeah. So, um, I think there will be a tipping point. At the moment, it's a status symbol. Like you know, the normal person can't buy a Tesla. They can buy a Nissan Leaf, which perhaps yeah. doesn't perform as well as a Tesla, yeah. and it's not got that sort of uh, glossy look to it. Yeah. Um, so as we see it in the next few years, lots more models coming out. Volkswagen have yeah. announced a full lineup of electric vehicles. Yeah. That's when you'll see it becoming the norm so yeah. to speak and when infrastructure follows that is really the capping problem right that is when i think we'll see electric vehicles become a real thing yeah yeah and i think that what the driver is often for electric vehicles is uh, it's actually not co2 emissions i think it's air quality particularly within in the likes the, of china within the urban yeah exactly in urban environments yeah. yeah particularly in the likes of china where again even if they charge it off of a coal power plant the coal yeah. power plant is not no, not in the city center exactly, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's great, David. Thanks very much uh, for your time. I think we've covered uh, quite a few sustainability you know, issues, and it's yeah. good that Bloomberg is kind of covering more and more of those uh, particular issues. And again, thanks very much for your contribution at the European Convention. No, pleasure. Thanks very much.